as for the evening that's in, I decided to get myself uh, organized and do a little podcast for you because it's been a, it's been a week. Now, I've, I've just changed the setup a little bit and it's been sitting here now on the table for literally about a week and I haven't had uh, I haven't had the brain power to basically get in and get stuck in and actually do one, which is, is not a great sign. I'm going to put it all down to the, the amount of tablets that I'm on. I'm not exactly in the right headspace. However, I do have a lot of stuff that I want to get off my chest, so hopefully I'll sleep better tonight. Anyway, have a quick listen and let me know what you think. And um, yeah, thanks. Guys and girls, you're very welcome along to 103KG Ireland. This is Al Shoggy, and I want to have a little bit of a rant. It is Saturday evening, and I have a pain in my ass still from the sciatic nerve and the uh, discs that have gone astray. For those of you who don't know, about six or seven weeks ago, I had um, injured myself lifting a, a bike up onto a car. I have a degenerative disease called sciatic arthritis, and it causes um, inflammation throughout the body, and it causes... Um, basically the surrounding tissue around the discs to disintegrate and allows them to move around in places that they shouldn't do. As a result of that, I've got some bulging discs and they're pressing on the sciatic nerve and a couple of other little um, nerve endings, which is causing severe pain. Anyway, as a result of that, I went and got an MRI uh, after some physio and some serious amounts of tablets, which you know really didn't do much for me. What I want to say to you is this. Went and done all that, got a private MRI scan. That happened on, say, Monday. The private MRI scan wouldn't give me the results. They'd show me the pictures, which were available within four hours, but they wouldn't actually give me the radiologist's report. That had to go straight to the doctor. I said to them, look, in fairness, you were providing a service. I'm paying for that service. I want to have the radiologist's report. No, no, only your doctor can have that. I'm saying, my doctor isn't a specialist in, in radiography. They're going to be able to read it. It's going to be in English. Well, we can't give it to you. It'll be available to you in 30 days' time from the time that you get your your report. I'm like, that's, you know what, that's just ridiculous. I said, I'll tell you what, under GDPR, I'd like that to be released at least to my hospital because I can ring up my hospital. My doctor might need me in. So I can ring up my doctor or ring up my um, hospital and actually get them to interpret that. Because at the end of the day, what's the doctor going to do? He's only going to refer me to the hospital. I already have uh, orthopedic options available and... Uh, rheumatology department that can look at that and tell me exactly what I need to do and also I'd like to get a copy of it from my physiotherapist so he can also get involved so anyway long and short of it is so the doctor got that would, would have been on the Tuesday the doctor got that I rang up the the, the doctor um, she wasn't in so they didn't know when and uh, when it was going to be available on that Friday so Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday in the meantime I got a copy of it from the hospital so on, no, sorry, I actually got a copy of it from the receptionist in the doctor's because I told him I was going to take it and go up to the hospital. I didn't do that. Um, Friday, I got a text from the GP surgery to say, we have your test results and we'd like you to come in. No, we'd like you to uh, ring for, to arrange for an appointment so we can discuss the same. And underneath it said, uh, this is this is non-urgent. So, okay, I understand the coronavirus. I understand there's a lot of stuff going on right now and they don't want people just floating around willy-nilly. However, I'm in chronic, severe, acute pain, all of that kind of stuff, and I need to get this sorted. So I'm sitting, faking, I'm sitting there like, going, okay. So I rang up on the Thursday, uh, sorry, on the Friday, and eventually I got a call back from the doctor. So the doctor, uh, was a, it, wasn't, uh, it was a different doctor. Uh, um, I won't tell you what his name is, but it was a, it was a man doctor anyway. And uh, he says, um, yeah, so we have your report here, actually, yeah, and it's, it shows there's, there's some issues, all right, with your back. Um, 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you off for a referral to the hospital to, to have an orthopedic surgeon to have a look and have a chat with you. And I said, oh, great, is it private? He says, no. I said, all right, so how long is that going to take you? On the waiting list? He says, I haven't a clue. He says, I don't know. You just have to, you know, bide your time. I said, well, doctor, in fairness, I said, two and a half years ago, I said, uh, when I went in with my kneecaps, with my issue with the, you know, the severe pain in my knees, which are still there, I said, uh, you put in a report for the for the, for the the orthopedic surgeon, and I've got five letters. This is how bad Ireland is. I got five letters back from the hospital saying, do I still want the appointment? Do I still want the appointment? And each one I sent back, oh, yes, I want the appointment. So, look, it was about a year after I put the appointment, that the appointment was made, that they wanted me to, you know, to make sure that I still wanted it. Like, what's the point in having a waiting list? You know, if I don't turn up, that's my own fault. If they give me a date and I don't turn up, that's my own fault. Cancel or do whatever you want. But don't just keep asking me every feckin' three months, do I still want it? Of course I still want it. You know, it's not as if the pain's going to fix itself, or maybe that's what they think. Maybe if they just leave it long enough, like, uh, oh, I've had a heart attack, do you want to, uh, do you want some stents now, or uh, maybe just give it another couple of weeks there and see if you die off because the way this country is it's a joke so I said to the doctor look I said in fairness I said I went two and a half years to get my knees um, sorted I said what do you expect me to do in the meantime I said it was going to take two years to get my back looked at he goes well um, you know he goes what, what are you taking at the moment I said I'm taking um, tramadol and I said I'm taking uh, some anti-inflammatory and uh, I'm taking my normal um, my normal bits and pieces and he's like Right, uh, yes, yeah, I'll just keep taking them. I said, well, I'm out of this, and I'm out of this, and all oh, right, right. Well, um, I'll just give you, um, I'll just give you a prescription for that. I said, doctor, is there any chance of getting? I said, uh, I was, I was uh, explained to a little bit before about a, a particular type of patch. I said, a patch that might be able to uh, be available for me. Um, I said, can you, uh, can you organise that? He goes, oh, that that won't do any, that won't do anything for you. He goes, just stick to stick to the tramadol. I said, well, you know, I said I have a high tolerance for them. Uh, anyway, he didn't seem he didn't seem bothered. So now my chemist is right next door to the doctor's surgery, and again with all the coronavirus, they don't want people going in. So he had rang me. So it was a thirty five quid for like a two minute, three minute um, conversation on the phone. Again, not a big deal. However, gets the prescription and he says, he got. I said, can you can you get that dropped into the to the pharmacist next door? Oh, I I don't know whether we do that. He goes, can you can you not come in and collect it? I said, hang on a second, doctor. I said, you're ringing me on a telephone conversation. I said, to alleviate, the f- alleviate uh, me having to actually go in there in the first place. I said, now you're telling me you want me to come in and collect, collect the prescription. I said, do you, not, do you see the logic in that? I said, there's no logic in that. I said, that's absolutely ridiculous. He goes, well, I'll give it to the reception and see what they can do. So about an hour later, I get a, f- a phone call from the reception. Say, uh, hello, is this Alan? Yes, yes, grand, blah, blah, blah. Um, right, well... Where's your Where's your um, pharmacist? I said, as I said to the doctor, it's the one adjacent to you. It's like literally in the same building. It's right. It's right there beside you. Oh right, right, right. Oh, that's great. So we'll we'll organise that for you. Um, that's great. Literally about an hour later, I get a text and a web SMS from the chemist to say the prescription was ready for collection. Now that is a good service. Not a good service that you know there was issues trying to get the prescription in there, but great that the you know the the pharmacist was you know she's. They're, they're under pressure in there. The, the, you know, there's a one-in, one-out system. You know, there's all the stuff with that, washing your hands and all like that. It's probably a little overkill, but at the same time, whatever is going to um, help uh, maintain um, social distancing for the moment is, is good with me. I'll, I'll do whatever they need to do. Because I am in, you know, if I do happen to pick up the coronavirus from somebody, anybody, um, you know, there's a there's a high chance, there's a 10% chance that I go to sleep. Um prematurely and i don't want to go to sleep because I, a lot of podcasts to do a lot of a lot of stories to tell you guys 
and um, a lot of secrets I'm going to, going to share with you as the time goes by. Now, as the famous line goes, with that being said, got into the chemist, got the goodies, brought it back, and uh, noticed that the dosage for the tramadol was one of the lowest. I think it was 50 milligrams. I think I was on 200 milligrams before. I was thinking, this isn't really going to do much. However, three times a day, a regular clockwork, clockwork um, I noticed it felt like it, someone put a nice warm blanket on me and I got this like overwhelming um, sense of tiredness. And I did notice that the um, the volume on the pain had been turned down a couple of notches, which was great, which did al- allow me to uh, you know move about a bit. Now, what I was going to say to you is the needling man, the guy who did the physiotherapist, uh, very, very good guy, he did suggest to me that I wasn't to do any exercise. Why am I saying saying this to you now? I'm saying to you because it's very important. So I have a specialist who's trained in the the, the body in relation to the, the alignment and getting things back working and functioning. And the doctor on the telephone had told me because I said to him, "Look, I said, what am I going to do, doctor, about this particular pain?" I said, he goes, "Well, what we'll do is just just do some exercise." Now, I didn't bother getting into the whole rigmarole and telling them like, that I was already told to by two physiotherapists not to do any exercise, that my back was still in spasm, or it still is in, in, in severe spasm. And so I just said, Doc, look, I'm just in a chronic pain. They don't seem to have the bedside manner that they used to have back in the day. And I think it's something that I, 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 I think they should teach them in you know, the Royal College of Surgeons when they're going to learn to do their bits and whatever wherever else they got it's the only place I can think of off the top of my head now what else is what else is bothering me and bothering me that it's six weeks in and I still have that pain now as it turns out uh, a colleague and a good friend of mine uh, over in Manchester he actually has been suffering with uh, the piriformic uh, muscle pain which is the, I spoke to this before in one of the podcasts in relation to from, from the hip to the, to the edge of the leg there uh, it basically it's, a, it, it's where the um, the sciatic nerve actually passes um, underneath. So when that becomes tense, it, it basically hits off, the, hits off the, the muscle contracts and pinches that nerve as well. So he's had that now for 15 years, and I really feel feel bad for him because it's only something that I've, I've experienced you know, over the last six, seven weeks, and it, it's debilitating. Now, obviously, there is some kind of respite depending on where you are. Also, I had to change the mattress, the memory foam mattress, which I was sinking into. It came from Ikea. It's the second or third mattress that, you know, I've, I've had to get from there. It's another little rant. Ikea, goodness, you know, it's great in some regards to get chassis for your um, for your kitchen and stuff because it's all very basic. Uh, but some of the, the, the materials that they use are just, they're just no good. No good. Like, I want a bed that I can bounce on like a trampoline. I don't want a bed that, you know, it, it takes me an hour to build and then after three or four months of fucking bouncing on it or doing whatever I'm going to be doing, the things fucking start squeaking and, and like, falling apart. Because it doesn't make sense. So what's the point in giving a 10 or 20-year warranty with a mattress if it fails after six months? Yes, I know you're not meant to be in bed for fucking 12 hours or 14 hours or even 15 hours a day. But, hey, this is the real world. And, you know, there is people out there who have chronic illnesses and conditions um, even just um, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, there's people out there, I'm one of them, uh, who, you know, sometimes I get up in the morning, I'm all full energy, and then by midday, I, I can barely move. Never mind the pain. The pain you get used to, but chronic fatigue, forget about it. If you're tired, you're tired. I tried to explain to someone before about this. It's like, you know, if you've ever been, re- you stayed up all night, 
your 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 brain is like you're going to sleep now. If you don't go to sleep, your body's going to die. So you imagine you get to the stage where you're you're laying down on the table and a friend comes over and shakes you and you wake up and you're like, yeah, I'm just knackered and your eyes are still closing and you lamp a load of coffee into you and you you get to the point where it's completely shut down. No matter what you do, you're just not waking up and that's exactly what it's like when you've got fibromyalgia. You're in a lot of pain. It gets you you get used to that. But the tiredness can become overwhelming and you're basically you're you're at the mercy of that then you need to go to sleep um and you wake up and you're just as tired as you were before you went to sleep so you're like oh my god what's what's going on like now sometimes they contribute that to uh, sleep apnea some people well a lot of people have fibromyalgia have sleep apnea a lot of people who have um fibromyalgia they, they reckon nearly 70 80 percent of people who have fibromyalgia are women um i just happen to be in that uh, in that category of not being a woman um I don't know whether it's to do with a hormone imbalance. I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, I actually got uh, tested to see if it was the other thing, um, Lyme's disease, because a lot of people get mis- misdiagnosed. Um, and it, they, 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 so I said, look, doctor, I want to get checked for Lyme's disease. And he's like, oh, we, well, were you, were you ever around the, in the deer park? I said, well, actually, funnily enough, yeah, I went camping there about, ooh, about a year ago. Um, I'm, I'm often doing walks and walks in the air. Uh, walks in the Wicklow way, I said, I love it, and I do a lot of cycling, so, you know, work with me here, oh, well, well, uh, it's not something, look, just check the thing, make sure, make sure I don't have it, just put my uh, mind at, at ease, and then, just, just, for some of you probably don't know this, but if you've got a medical card, you are entitled to get blood tests in relation to your, um, either a diagnosis or a continued assessment of whatever condition that you have and you shouldn't have to pay for it so i'm in there in this clinic anyway and i get my blood test and then the doctor goes that's like 15 euro or 25 euro i said oh contraire my doctor friend that's not how it is at all i said you should be aware that under um the medical card that if it's in relation to an illness i said uh, i don't have to pay for it because yes but uh, you don't have lyme's disease i said but you don't know that i said you don't know that until i have the tests i said so therefore it's it's to verify whether or not i do have it and it's in relation to my existing fibromyalgia. So work with me here. So uh, he, he was having none of it. I said, look, just get the thing sent out. It turns out I didn't have um, Lyme's disease. But that's good. It's good. So always check, double check. And uh, if you're not happy with your doctor's assessment, go see a different doctor. Even if it costs you a bit of money, just go do it. Same with the consultants. I had some, I had some uh, run-ins with some consultants because I had gone vegan. Um, I didn't want to be on so many bloody cholesterol tablets and, and statins my eyeballs were turning into the feckin the sahara desert and uh, i still didn't feel anything feel feel great about it and they say well you know it doesn't matter if it causes a little bit of glaucoma it doesn't matter if it can cause uh, lymphatic cancer because at the end of the day you know you can survive with those but if you're dead and your heart's not working well then good night and god bless and thanks for calling look i've given you a lot of information now in a short space of time but i will say this there is more to come Oh, I've just uh, changed the microphone here. I'm using a, a Rode uh, podcast. That's not a podcaster. It's just a, basically a Rode um, reporter's microphone. It's one that I've had lying around, and I have that connected into a little Zoom H6, which is then connected directly into the iPhone with a USB to Lightning connection. So if any of you guys are interested in, in that, I can uh, I can explain more or uh, do up a little uh, a little bit of something on it. Okay, so that's that's the lot now for now. That's my little rant over. Hopefully, is there you know social distancing yourselves from each other, and hopefully, is are well and uh, staying alive and keeping safe. Look after each other, and as I said before, and I'll say it again, take off your shoes and socks and go walk 
walk in the forest walk in the sea and if you don't have the sea or the forest around you just get out to your garden and if you're in an apartment and you can't get out stick your feet in the feckin plants do it i'm sure your your partner uh i'm sure they, they love you for it <laughs> and if you're if you're alone you know reach out uh, reach out and touch someone's hand no just reach out um via uh, facebook whatsapp um reddit any of the any any blogs you know have a listen to the podcast get involved you know send some emails pick up the phone and have a chat with someone um you know worst case scenario is the shit hits the fan and you don't know what to do or what way to look you can always ring the samaritans i used to work for them and um you know at least we can do is listen and it's good because sometimes it's just nice just to you know just to talk talk things through what's going through your mind because when you say it outside say it outside of your brain then the reality of the situation becomes a little bit clearer for you or can do so uh, look after each other as I said um, love each other and uh, love yourself and um, yeah I know it's, it's a troubling time and the world is going to change forever the, the old president did say that you know 2020 I didn't come into 2020 thinking oh shit it's going to be a great year but it also didn't come in thinking oh shit the, the fucking world is going to have a pandemic and you know the shit has hit the fan no au contraire but it is what it is what we make of it, you know. There's a lot of people who are working nearly twenty four seven, fucking, um, with, with with conditions worse than me, trying to help other people, and and that's what life is about helping helping other people. Get yourself on track, and try and get your health into the best that you can do for your, you know, for for yourself, um, for your for your children, for your family, for your friends, and um, support the ones that need it. Um, if you have any any neighbors if you've got telephone numbers or if you have any you know facebook things you can get in contact see if they need anything um you know sometimes it could be just a fucking liter of milk or some tea bags or maybe you know biscuit or slice of bread i don't know i don't know where you live or what you're doing or what part of the world you're in what listening to but just know that you are all loved equally all right so take care and thanks for listening and of course, if you do want to send an email, I would really appreciate that because I, I like to get out, I like to get mails. Um, I haven't had any actually mails from anyone on the podcast as yet. Um, but yeah, I look forward to, to getting some mail. So it's uh, 103kg, uh, Ireland, 10k, oh, now it's all, it's all gone wrong again. It's 103kg radio at gmail.com. And uh, I will put the, the, the little uh, precursor to this and something again after it all right thanks bye bye